Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Why don't we just lift our hands right now in this place. Let's just worship the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, we worship you, God. We worship you, God. We praise your name. Look up. There's no one like you, Jesus. You're worthy, Lord. You're worthy, Lord. You're worthy, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Lord, we magnify your name, oh Jesus. Lift your name on high. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Why don't we just stop for a moment? Let's just give the Lord a hand clap of praise in this place. Can we do that this morning? you Jesus we owe it all to Jesus amen we owe it all to Jesus praise the Lord praise the Lord it's good to see everybody that is here this morning in God's house amen you may not realize it this morning hopefully you do but we are making history today in this church this is our last service in this building amen we're going to be packing up everything going well, we'll be moving over the road and having church in a new building. Amen. It's an exciting time. Amen. Who's excited this morning? Amen. Praise the Lord. That's about half the church, so I guess the other half of the church are all just nervous. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. Thank you everyone for being here today. It's good to see those who are here. Amen. We think of a few people told me this morning they're not feeling well, and I appreciate those who are not feeling well who make the decision to stay home. Amen. That's the right thing to do in the climate, the environment that we live in. Amen. I have to admit, I found it difficult to sing and worship the Lord while in a mask, but I wasn't going to let anything stop me from praising and worshiping God this morning. Amen. Amen. This is our last opportunity to do it in this building. Amen. You know, I was thinking this morning, it's, it's interesting because I, I don't know about you, but I came here today and I was like, it's the last church service in this building. I want to worship God with everything. I want to praise God. And I started thinking, I said, you know, we, we don't know when Jesus is coming back. Amen. One day, it will be our last Sunday in church ever. And I want to be worshiping God like it's my last Sunday in church ever every Sunday. Amen. I want to just give, I want to walk through those gates of heaven, you know, if I could use an analogy. I want to be able to walk in going, you know what, I know that I gave everything I could in praise and worship, my life, everything to God. Amen. I don't want to leave anything left in the tank. By the time I get through heaven, I want to be like, yes, I made it. I was running on empty, but I was still worshiping. I was still praising. I was still worshiping God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And uh, we're very grateful to have Pastor uh, Barry Henderson here with us this morning. Amen. He has been an invaluable help to me. Um, like I've told several people, I know pretty much nothing about building. 
I know how to um, bang a nail in, but like uh, Pastor Henderson said, you know, what did you say yesterday? Like lightning, never strike the same place twice, you know, hit all around a nail, you know. <laughs> so, I'm not a builder, but you know, our, our Pastor Henderson has a great deal of experience in this, and so he was up here yesterday and spent most of the day yesterday from the morning doing plans and coming up with a list of tasks and things like that um, that we need to get working on as a church so that we're ready when we get people up here to build. Amen? And so after church, um, we are going to have a meeting. Our leaders are going to be here. So all of our leaders' meeting is going to have a leaders' meeting after church because we've got a list of tasks that we need to get done and we're going to allocate them to different people. But if you're not a part of that group, but you still want to help out, then I want to encourage you to stay behind. If you want to find out what we're doing, you want to help out, you want to get involved, then I encourage you to stay behind. You can ask questions. You know, we'll give people jobs to do. We want to get the whole body involved in this, amen, working together to see God's kingdom advance, amen. So it's really an open meeting for everybody who wants to come. Unless you're in the leadership team, then you have to be here. You don't have a choice. I love you. But everybody else, we just want as many people as want to help stay behind after church. And we are going to talk about what Brother Henderson has put in front of us and what we need to do. And uh, it's going to be exciting. Amen. Praise the Lord. Speaking of Pastor Henderson, I want him to come this morning. He's just going to greet, greet our church this morning. Amen. And then I'm going to preach. And then after we've preached, I'm not going to preach for long this morning. Um, I want to give people an opportunity to come and share Maybe some of their memories of this church and over the years that we've been here, amen. But Pastor Henderson, why don't you come this morning? Come and greet our church, amen. You can't get him up here and at least not get him to say hello, amen. Well, it is a, a great honor to be here with you all. Uh, I just thought I'd give a little encouragement, um, a little bit of a story about my journey in the last couple of years, all right? Just to help you a little bit because it was right with. Your pastor said some clapped and the others didn't. So you've all got mixed feelings about what's happening. Amen? There's mixed feelings. You'd, some are very excited and some maybe are fearful. You know, it's a, it's a huge thing that you're going to undertake here. And uh, so I just want to share my journey with you. All right. So 2019, my dog died. My little buddy that I had for a dozen years or more. My best friend, he helped me through times when I had my heart problems, you see. And then we had the floods in Townsville. My house was destroyed. All the furniture, all of our stuff was decimated in the floods. We thought that was bad. And then my dear friend of 47 years passed away in 2019 as well. And then as that year progressed, we knew for a long time that our church building... Uh, was to be d demolished. We had a very special arrangement in our church building. Uh, we, we never actually paid uh, rent as such. Uh, our job was we paid a nominal fee. Uh, the only time in, I'd say, 16 years we had a price rise was when GST was introduced back in the day. Other than that, it remained the same amount of money all that time. And it was like a this was a place that my wife and I, Sister Elena and I, had uh, worked tirelessly in. We'd seen hundreds of people baptised in Jesus' name and seen great things happen. 
to me, that building was holy ground. It really was. It was where Sister Elena and I uh, worked tirelessly in the vineyard. It's where we saw great joy and had incredible trauma with as Pastor Jason would know, uh, when you're dealing with saints. And uh, it was just an extraordinary uh, adventure for us. And I loved that place so much. And we knew we had to move one day, but that was one day. It was way, way in the future somewhere that we, you know, and I just didn't want to think about actually moving. Well, in 2019, we got our marching orders. It was time for them to come and demolish that place and... uh, that's a place where we had Sister Elena's, you know, funeral and stuff like that. You see, so you could just imagine the incredible emotional uh, roller coaster I was on, and not only me because, you know, my family's heavily involved in the church. Pastor Nathan is our uh, associate pastor down there in Townsville, and he's running a show today. And uh, and we have spiritual children. I'm sure Pastor Gratian, Sister Gratian have got spiritual children here that have been on this great journey from a long, long time ago and grown up in the Lord and experienced all the ups and downs of being in church. And uh, so you know where I'm coming from? It was, it was tremendous change came like a flood upon my life, right? Incredible change like a flood. And I remember the last day, uh, Pastor J- uh, Jason here, uh, he asked me to preach today. I would love to preach to you. I, I enjoy preaching. It's sort of what I do. Um, but... I really felt like he has to preach. Okay. I seen a movie many, many years ago about a commander and he was the last guy off the, off the battlefield. I, I don't kind of remember what the name of the movie was, but the, the, the scene showed him stepping onto the, onto the helicopter as the very last soldier to leave the battlefield. And it stuck with me because I, I really understood the principle of that. And... As we walked out of that building, I was the very last person to leave our little church building down there. And uh, I got all the keys off the members and I just left them on our little stage, just left it all there. And as I had my key, I just walked out that door and closed the door and I absolutely became an emotional wreck. (laughs) Trying not to now, actually. So it was just so devastating. Are you hearing me today? Some of you will be affected by what's happening here. But I'll assure you, this will draw you closer together as you, because you've got a big job ahead of you. Actually scared the living daylights out of me yesterday when I started to build, put it all together. I know how <laughs> Pastor Jason's feeling right now. When I saw the work in front, and then I've got to say this to you too. There's not a lot of young men here. There's not a lot of uh, people that, you know, might come together in a, in a uh, an engineering company to work you uh you know so that's a bit frightening too so you've got a lot against you but it's time to move and so what what is the thing that's going to help i'll tell you what it was for me was it was not only was it coming to worship the lord because that was my great escape i would long just to come to church to stand in my little corner somewhere in that congregation and worship the lord and it didn't matter where i was uh, when we had closed our little church and we packed it all up and took all the gear away, uh, we really didn't have anywhere to worship. So we're, we're worshiping in a building where we had to bring our own camping chairs <laughs> to praise the Lord, but it didn't matter. We had a guitar, acoustic guitar, and we worshiped the Lord. And it was just the most wonderful place that I could be. But what kept us 
kept me going was being busy. And I want to say this to you all. Be busy throughout this whole, whole, whatever you can do, you need to do. I was just thinking today about these carpet tiles and I was looking at the children. Pastor, you can get some plastic scrapers and those little children can start one end and they can lift up all these tiles. Is that right, kids? Children, you're not listening to me? Come on. You can pick up these tiles. Is that not wrong? But what I just say to you, when you do your work, kids, when listen to me, when you do your work, make sure you do it neat. So when you pack those tiles up, you pack them up just high enough that you can carry it and they're all got to be nice and neat. And then we'll put them in some designated area. Gee, that's an awesome job, isn't it? Isn't that a great job that you could do as children? We're just talking to the kids here, yeah, the little ones. No hiding anywhere. You kids have got a job. Another job for the, for the men folk, perhaps, if you're scared of heights, don't do this, but we can hire a, what we call a platform ladder. So it's just like steps. And then there's a platform at the top of it. So you men folk that maybe drive buses, one of the brethren were telling me he drives a bus, that's okay. You can pop all these tiles out. You can just go along with the stepladder and lift every tile out. Then again, pack them up. And so you haven't got a trade. And maybe some of the, la- the, 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 you know, the sisters could be around, the guys as they go up the ladder and hand the top, those tiles are very light. Just hand them to the sisters. The sisters can pack them up nice and neat. Uh, got to, everything's got to be neat because we don't want to damage anything unintentionally because you never know we might be able to use it later. So everything that you do here, make sure you do it with finesse. Be careful to look after it, you know what I mean? And so stack them up nice and neat. And again, there'll be a designated area that they can be taken to. I'm not sure how that's all going to work just yet. But pop all the tiles out straight away. You know what you've done? When the electricians come, because you're going to have to hire a contractor, I believe, to come and take these lights out and take the projector out and things like that, suddenly you're saving money because they don't have to worry about removing the tiles. They can actually do the work. So every little step that you undertake throughout this whole process, like stacking the chairs, so you may have service over across the road and it might be designated work area. So these chairs will have to be stacked and unstacked and stacked and unstacked while we're going through the work area. Not only that, they'll probably more than likely be cleaned because we're going to make a lot of mess over there. A lot of dirt's going to be flying all around the joint. And so what you have to do is, you musicians, you need to take home your instruments and then bring them every, every time because we don't want any instruments over there because they'll be destroyed. So you probably won't have any... Uh, electronic stuff, you might have to go and invest in a guitar or something. I'm not sure how that's going to work, but you work it out. You know What I'm trying to do is to encourage this church to be busy. Get yourself busy. And Pastor was saying just a moment ago about this meeting that's going to take place after church today. Stay. Everybody stay. This is your church. This is your job. You all belong from the oldest to the youngest. Stay. Stay here and just we'll get the chairs in a circle. I don't know how Brother uh, Pastor does this, but whatever way, we'll get it together. So this is all of you together doing this together. And if you you have an attitude and a heart like that, then this will make the job so much easier as we go forward. All right? So we got ourselves a building. What a miracle. It was just absolutely miracle how we got this incredible building. If I had... An hour, I could tell you all about that because uh, we need a lot of money. You know, we had to pay le- uh, weeks in advance in rent and we had to pay, uh, you know, legal. We had to put money into a trust account and it cost us nearly $16,000 just to get into the building. That's before we struck a hammer, lightning, 
before he struck one hammer. It was just incredible, the amount. And yet somehow, in all of that, God kept providing. It was a God thing. This, this relocation, like your relocation, you can already see now the Lord's hand in this. The, that building across the road is a miracle for you. And you're going to see great growth and you're going to see an incredible anointing of the Holy Ghost come upon you as you all work together in unity. Because as in unity, we are strong. Now, if you, if you decide today that you don't want to be part of that, then you're the one that's going to miss out. And I know I'm talking about work. I'm not talking about us just praising the Lord and having a great time. I'm talking about us all getting together and working together to do this together. We've got to have this heart. of to, We've got to be together through this. This project is too big for one man and one woman. It's just too big for your pastor and his wife. It's just too much for your leadership team. This is a huge job. And we're, we're going to have to call upon people uh, from other churches I'm, I'm, when I go back to my board I'm going to scare them to death when I get back down there but you know and I'm sure Pastor Poe and others in Panging and uh, you know it, we're going to need to call on resources from everywhere but it starts here That's right. right here this is it this is your congregation and you're the ones that have got to stick together in unity so I encourage you all to stay so anyway we got our building and then we started to try and have church and uh, and then I was telling Pastor the other day we needed to build a stage and we didn't have enough money, so I sold my motorbike. Oh, boy, that broke my heart. But I knew that if I gave that motorbike to the Lord, you know, I got about seven grand for that and it was just enough to get all the material to build this big stage, you know. And so I did that. I sold it, got the money, and we were able to build a better stage than we anticipated. Um, where I'm going with this is it's going to cost you. No, oh, that now went to... <laughs> this unity is too tough, isn't it? But it's going to cost you because it just can't come out of the church. You know, we, we've got a lot of logistical problems that we've got to work out. So I don't know how you tithe and how you give your offerings, but I'm going to ask you today, in Jesus' name, that if you have a building fund, right? I guess you do. If you, have a, you need to dip into that. So you need to start thinking about your tax return. return. Anyone get a tax return this year? Oh, you, gee, you're quiet, aren't you? But I'm asking to put money in from that. Yeah, I am asking for money because we need money, okay? So that's another way that you contribute. You might not be able to, you know, you, whatever your tithe or whatever your offering normally is, do more than you've ever done before because I tell you, every cent that you give will go to a great cause and it's the future of the Hope Divine Church. It's the future of this church. So we need you to give and we need you to be, and not only give of your finances, but we need you to give of your time. We need to give of your work and the resources that you have. So whatever resources that you have, we need you to contribute them to the church. So we did that. Our little church got together and every day, uh, we're blessed a little bit because we've got a number of tradespeople in our church and that we could call upon them. And But they had that same spirit I'm talking about here about this unity thing, you know. We all were focused. This was huge what we're undertaking. We had Brother Frank come up from Bundaberg and he was a great, uh, we get along like a house on fire and it was just, and it wasn't like it was work. That's the thing I want to, it actually becomes fun because you're in fellowship together and we're singing songs and we're just having a good, and then you start to see it all coming together. And when it all starts to come together, then there's a great hope and anticipation and after we'd finished, I don't know how on earth today, I still wonder how we paid for the carpet, how we, how we paid for the light. I don't know where all that money came from, but it just kept coming. And we were not hindered in any way, shape or form, though we wondered where it was going to come from. God provided. I know he did. 
He provided in ways that we never could have imagined. And suddenly now we've got a nice little sanctuary that we can come together. And we've seen many, many, many... Our church has grown substantially because of that move. I know that. Because I now looking back, reflecting back onto that little church in Mundingborough, it was a really dumpy church, honestly. It had no facilities. It had nowhere for nothing. It, it was we, We'd knock down just about every wall we possibly could. We are fighting with the the termites you know to keep walls and stuff like that and the floor was all falling apart and it wasn't very hospitable for evangelism that church that you building like the church that god got us to build will open the door to evangelism in this city and this church will grow because of what you're doing but you must stand in unity you must get it in your head today this is my job and i'm that's why i'm talking picking on the kids a little bit even the children can help the children can do something so we can all contribute to the glory of the Lord. So I just want to encourage you to do that. Thank you for having me up here. God bless you all. It's great to be in church with you. Thank you. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Yeah. I didn't tell him to say any of that, by the way. <laughs> I just told him to take his liberty. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right. Do you love the Lord this morning? I am going to share something that God has laid on my heart this morning for you, um, something that was an encouragement to me, and uh, Pastor Barry was quite right, I was getting a little emotional this morning, because I was getting ready to come to church and um, spend time with you all, and got a lot of memories in this building, Imam, a lot of memories in this building, and a lot of work has gone into this building as well, and and, and you know, after we finished, after I finished preaching this morning, like I said, I, I don't want to preach for too long, but I, I want to give I want to give people an opportunity just to come and share, um, you know, different memories they've had. You know, we can celebrate this time as we get ready to move and go on to something bigger and different, and and it'll be good, Amen. Praise the Lord! If you got your Bibles, once you grab them, we're going to go to the book of Haggai. It's one of the minor prophets. It's uh, just before the start of the New Testament. It's uh, before Zephaniah and before Malachi. After Zephaniah, sorry, and before Malachi. Those of you who study the Word of the Lord, you will probably uh, know the verses that I'm going to read this morning. But uh, it's probably fair to say that these minor prophets are not places where we always go and read, amen? We uh, probably spend a lot more time in maybe the major prophets or the uh, history books or the New Testament. But Haggai, I want to read from the book of Haggai. I'm going to read from chapter 2. Say amen when you're there. Haggai chapter 2. We're going to read from verse 1. Haggai chapter 2 and verse 1, it says, In the seventh month, in the one and twentieth day of the month, came the word of the Lord by the prophet Haggai, saying, Speak now to Zerubbabel, the son of Shetiel, the governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Jostek, the high priest, and to the residue of the people, saying, Verse 3, Who is left among you that saw this house in her first glory? And how do you see it now? 
Is it not in your eyes in comparison of it as nothing? Yet now be strong, O Zerubbabel, saith the Lord, and be strong, O Joshua, son of Joshdek, the high priest. And be strong, all you people of the land, says the Lord, and work. For I am with you, say, I am with you, says the Lord of hosts. According to the word that I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, so my spirit remaineth among you, fear ye not. For thus says the Lord of hosts, yet once it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come. And I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, verse 8. The gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace, says the Lord of hosts. Amen. I want to talk to you about the new temple for a little while this morning. The new temple. And... You know, this prophecy was given approximately in 520 B.C. It was during the reign of the Persian king Darius. He had taken over from the king of Babylon. And if you recall the story of the history of the Hebrew children, Jerusalem had been destroyed by the Babylonian Empire. And the people who lived in Jerusalem had been carried off into captivity and they were now living in Babylon. And a few years on from that, the Persians came to power, overthrew the Babylonian Empire. And at 520 BC, about 18 years had passed since the Jews had been allowed to go back to Jerusalem. And Haggai's prophecy was directed to the people who had decided that they had wanted to go back to Jerusalem. The king had told them, Cyrus this was, had said, go back to Jerusalem, build a temple. And they'd gone back, but they hadn't built the temple yet. They had built houses for themselves. They had built some things that they needed. They had repaired a few things perhaps, but the temple of the Lord had still not been repaired. And the prophecy from the Lord had come out and it had said that it is time to build the temple of the Lord. Amen. It was time to work. It was time to roll up their sleeves and get to work on what the kingdom of God wanted to be done. Amen. And so the prophecy had come out. But the problem was, as we read in Haggai chapter 2 and verse 3, God says, Who is left among you that saw this house in her first glory? And how do you see it now? Is it not in your eyes in comparison as of it as nothing? You know, there was people who were in Jerusalem, who had been able to cast their mind back to years previous, who had remembered what the Temple of Solomon was like. And we know that the Temple of Solomon was exceedingly beautiful. You know, it had everything they could possibly want. It had gold. It had brass. It had imported timber. It had precious jewels. It had vessels of gold. And, and you know, this temple that the children of Israel were building, these returned exiles, it just didn't look quite as nice. And they were looking at it, and some of them, the Bible tells us in another portion of Scripture, when the temple was dedicated, some of them began to weep because they just didn't think it was as good as the old temple you know but one of the things i love about this fact is that if you read who is talking it is god 
who is telling them what is in their hearts. You know, God knows our hearts. God knows our fears. He knows where we might feel like we're inadequate sometimes. And, you know, if you read in verse 4, it says, Be strong, O Zerubbabel. Be strong, O Joshua. Why? For I am with you. And, and, you know, even though God can see our hearts, and even though God can see our fears, and even though God sees where we worry and we're concerned about what the future might hold, it doesn't change the fact that He is still with us. Amen. There are lots of things we want to do when we get over to that new building. And, you know, Pastor Barry will tell you, I've got dreams. I want to see this and I want to do that. And I want to do There's lots of things we want to do. But most importantly, I want to know that God is with us. Amen. That is the most important thing to me as the pastor of the church. Amen. You know, in this building, we have seen miracles. We have seen signs. We have seen wonders. We've seen the operation of the gifts of the Spirit. We've seen people baptized. We've seen people filled with the Holy Spirit. And you know what? I don't care how good or how bad that new building looks as long as God is still with us. As long as we still have miracles. As long as we still have His presence with us. As long as He still shows up and His presence is real and and lives and hearts are still changed that is the most important thing to me amen i'm not saying we shouldn't make it nice don't get me wrong we need to make it nice it's still god's house amen amen but for me the most important thing is that god would be with us and and you know the bible tells us that jesus is the same yesterday today and forever And so I know that as we step out in faith, you know, this building is really just a building. Yes, we've got memories and emotions attached with it, but it is just a building. It's God's presence that we long for. Amen. We are the body of Christ. Amen. The people who are here. And wherever we go, God's presence will be there because He is faithful to His Word. Amen. And where two or three are together, He's promised that He will be there. Amen. But as I began to read that, I began to ask myself, well, how, how, what did God base His promise? He said that He would be with them. But on what did He base His promise? And He goes ahead and He tells us. He says, For I am with you, says the Lord of hosts. Verse 4, why? Verse 5, according to the word that I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, so my spirit remains among you. Fear ye not. You know, this is what God was saying. He was saying, yes, you've come back from exile. Yes, Jerusalem looks like a dump. Yes, it doesn't look like it used to be. And yes, my temple is not going to be as good as what it used to be under King Solomon. But I made a covenant with you. And so that is why I'm going to be there. Hallelujah. I am glad today beyond everything else that you and I are in a covenant relationship with God. Amen. And, And I think this is an important important fact that God is reminding them of that it doesn't matter how bad things look it doesn't matter that the temple didn't look as good it didn't matter that they weren't an independent nation anymore they were still under the Persian Empire nothing changed the fact that they were God's covenant 
people. I'm here to tell somebody today that nothing will change the fact that we are in a covenant relationship with God. God is not going to leave us. God is not going to abandon us. God is not going to let us down because He is faithful to His Word. Amen. And we are the body of Christ. We are His chosen people. Amen. And so we can rest and have faith and have hope in the fact that we have a covenant relationship with Jesus. We are a part of the kingdom of God. We are His people. We are His church. And His Spirit will remain among us. Amen. The Bible tells us in Ephesians, there is one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. Amen. We carry within us the presence of Almighty God. Amen. This building is nice. And that building's going to be nice. But for me, as long as I can lift my hands and lift my voice and begin to commune with God, that is the most important thing. And that's what I want us to pursue as a church. Amen. And God has promised He'll be there for us. Because He is in a covenant relationship with us. Doesn't that just make you rejoice? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And you know, the other thing that he promised in verse 9, I I find this really interesting. God said in verse 9 of Haggai chapter 2, The glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former. Amen. And and I, I believe that's a word for our church. Amen. Jesus, God was saying to the Hebrew children that, you know, the glory that is in this house is going to be greater than Solomon's temple with all of its silver and all of its gold and all of its brass and all of its gems. The glory of this house is going to be better. Why? Because Jesus is with us. And we can rest in that, that Jesus is with us as we go. You know, I've stood behind this pulpit. I've already told you about the miracles that have happened as we have stepped out in faith, as we have pursued what God has laid on the hearts of the leadership team in this church to find somewhere bigger. There has been miracle after miracle after miracle that has happened. And I'm believing in faith that as we continue to step out in faith, God is going to continue to provide. God is going to continue to do miracles. God is going to continue to make a way when they look we look around and there doesn't seem to be a way I know that God is going to make a way why because he is faithful to his word and he has promised that he will be with us and if he is with us and we are in covenant with him then we can expect the glory of God to show up and that's my greatest memory. You know, we're about to go into a time where people are going to share what their memories are. Let me share with you what my memory of this place is. My greatest memory of this church is those times when God's glory would show up. You know, we, we feel God's presence here. God's presence was here this morning and it was amazing, right? But you know those times where God just takes over, Brother Stan. We're like, we don't even get to the preaching. We're just weeping in the altars and God's presence just floods in. Those are the kind of services that I like to have, amen. And, you know, and, and in our move, nothing is going to change in that regard, amen. Jesus will still be with us. We will still be in covenant relationship with Him and His glory will still show up, amen. You know... In verse 7, there's an interesting phrase here, and I spent, I spent a bit of time yesterday studying it. 
In Haggai chapter 2 and verse 7, it says, I will shake all nations and the desire of all nations shall come. The desire of all nations. It's an interesting phrase. It's an interesting phrase. You know, and uh, when, you, when you read and you research about it, a lot of Bible scholars seem to think there's a little bit of ambiguity about it. And, and some say that it's wealth, right? Especially a lot of the modern translations, they think Haggai was talking about money. I'm going to shake the nations and they're going to give lots of money to the church. Doesn't that sound like a modern translation? <laughs> right? But... I like the way the New King James puts it. The New King James puts the and then capital desire of the capital nations. The desire of the nations. And see, some scholars say that this is a messianic reference. It's referring to the coming Messiah, to Jesus Christ who's coming. And for me, I think that seems the most likely one because the prophet was addressing Zerubbabel. Right? And if you look up Matthew chapter 1 and you read the genealogy, you will see that Zerubbabel was in the line of Jesus, right? He was an ancestor of King David. And there was a prophecy that got given to David that said there will always be somebody who will be of the Davidic line, who will rule and reign in the kingdom until Messiah comes, right? And, and it's almost like Zerubbabel was looking around going, man, I am the last of my line. We're building a temple here that doesn't look like anything like what my ancestor used to have. And we've got just a bunch of exiles here. We're the people who didn't really make it in Babylon. So they've come back to Jerusalem. And, and what are we going to do? And, and, and the prophecy from Haggai is, look, don't worry, Zerubbabel. You are still part of the Messianic line. Jesus Christ is still going to come through your line. Amen. I think the point that Haggai was making was that in building this temple, they were looking forward to a time when Messiah was going to come. They were still working while they waited for Messiah to come. Amen. And you know, I don't know how much longer we have, brothers and sisters, until the Lord comes back. I look around and it just doesn't seem like it's going to be long at all until we're finished on earth and God will wrap up time and we'll be done. Amen. But what I do know, is that as the church, we need to be looking to the time when Messiah comes. We need to be looking to the time when Jesus is going to come back again. And until He comes, we are going to keep working. And we are going to keep building. And we are going to keep reaching people. And we're going to keep teaching Bible studies. And we're going to keep loving people. And we're going to get everybody we can into the kingdom of God. Amen. Because we are looking forward to a time when one day Messiah is going to come. And everything we do, everything we say, every nail that gets banged, in every stroke of the paintbrush every carpet tile that gets laid down we're laying it down in expectation of one day messiah is going to come amen and so we're going to work and we're going to occupy and we're going to make a difference in the kingdom of god until he comes for us amen we are going to continue to point people to the desire of nations to jesus our Messiah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Because you know really it's all about Jesus. Amen. In Ephesians chapter 3. I'm going to finish up with this scripture. Like I said I didn't want to preach too long this morning. Ephesians chapter 3. 
in verse 20. A very familiar passage of Scripture, and we, we like the first part, but you know, I wonder if perhaps we don't read verse 21 as often as we should. Hello? Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. Say amen when you're there. As a matter of fact, why don't we all stand as we read this, because we're going we're gonna to just have a moment of prayer together as we get ready to wrap up this morning, and then we're going to have just a time where people can share. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, Now unto him is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Turn to the person next to you and say, wow, that's our God. That's who we serve. Exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Verse 21, unto him be glory in the church. You see, I want exceedingly abundantly to happen. I really do. Because I believe that helps God's kingdom. But that is the point. Exceedingly abundantly only ever happens if we are giving glory to God in the church. Amen. We are not going to see exceedingly abundantly happen if we are busy trying to make kingdoms for ourselves. If we're trying to raise up a name of hope divine and make us look like some amazing mega church, that's not bringing glory to God. Amen. If we're trying to get people rich, that's not bringing glory to God. If we're trying to just do this and do that, that doesn't bring glory to God. But as a church, my friends, everything we do, we have to be bringing glory to God. Amen. As we work, we bring glory to God. God. As we plan, we're bringing glory to God. Amen. As we scrape up carpet tiles, kids, we're going to bring glory to God. Amen. Everything we do, everything we preach, everything we sing as a church, we lift it up as glory to God. And that's how the exceeding abundantly comes. Why? Because God knows we will use it to bring glory to Him. Amen. And that's what it is about. Amen. Praise the Lord unto Him. Be glory in the church by Jesus Christ throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Praise the Lord. Why don't we just bow our heads right now? Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands. Jesus, Lord, I feel your presence in this place, Lord God. Lord, we are grateful for everything you've done in this church. We are grateful for every miracle, for every sign that has happened. Lord, every time you've filled someone with the Spirit, every time we've baptized someone in your name, Jesus, uh, every time someone's been healed of sickness, Lord, uh, we give you the glory. We give you the honor. We give you the praise, Lord Jesus, because this is your church, Lord God. This is your people, Lord Jesus. And, and God, everything that happens, Lord, uh, we give it to you, Lord God. We we thank you for everything you've done, Lord Jesus. And today, God, we stand at the threshold of something new and something bigger and something exciting. And Lord, we know it's going to take work and we know it's going to take sweat and it's going to take a bit of time and we're going to have to sacrifice, Lord. But through it all, Lord Jesus, we declare that we are going to point the way to you and we are going to lift you up, Lord, and we are going to bring you the honor. 
and you the praise and you the glory Lord God because everything that has ever happened in this building has only ever happened because you have been with us Lord God and so Lord we stand in faith and we stand in confidence and we know God that you will be with us no matter what Lord Jesus as we continue to praise you and glorify you and honor you Lord God Praise you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for everything you've done in this place, Lord. Lord, we pray with faith, Lord, knowing that you are with us. In Jesus' name, praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Do you love the Lord this morning? That's my message of encouragement to you today. Amen. God is with us. We have nothing to fear. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. The last thing I wanted to do today, I sent out a text message to everybody. Because this is not just my church. You know that, right? This is not my church. Well, it is my church. But it's not just my church. This is our church. Amen. We are all members of this church. Amen. And so some of you, like the Pals and the Banus, have been in this church longer than I've been in this church. Amen. And so there's a lot of memories we have of this place. And so what I wanted to do was I wanted, if someone's got something on their heart that they wanted to share about a memory of this place or something that encouraged them about here, let's just, I just want to have a good time of fellowship in God's house. So who would like to come and share something this morning? Brother Isaac, come on. There's a microphone just there. Amen. May it be in French. Praise God. I will try to speak in English. Uh, I'm blessed with this message because Holy Spirit told me that uh, the message of today will be Haggai chapter 2 from 1 to 9. And I told it to Imani when she was there. When pastor stand, I told the, the pastor will preach in Haggai chapter 2. First I said Haggai. And uh, I really told, so, uh, see me, they said, oh, dad, you know, I said, Haggai chapter 2. <laughs> and uh, when you start to preach, so I understand that this message is from Holy Spirit. Because Haggai, for me, is, um, is great because it's the vision of my church in Congo. The, the verse when I finish my theology is the verse God gave me to start the church. That's what the church, the name of church is the glory of God church. Yeah, it is that. And... When Holy Spirit told me, I, I was asking myself, God, why you will give this scripture to church? Of course, to, to live, to live is very important. Sometimes, uh, us as a Christian, us as sheep, <laughs> It's not easy to understand our pastor. What, what he's doing, 
but to live is very important and to to live many time God use it to to give another glory you can remember even in the desert he said to Moses you took long time at this place you have to live you have to go so it's very important to go to live and I believe that God has something he will do in this new building we are going. And Holy Spirit cannot just give me a message for nothing. For what? To do what? It means God had something to confirm me in my heart. To understand that this message the pastor will give is because I have a purpose with your journey. Because it's journey. It's just to, to live here to cross the road. To cross the road, sorry. But for God, it's a journey. It's a journey. And God has something we'll do with us. And uh, I need just to encourage you to, as Pastor said, we have to walk all of us. Myself, I was saying, ah, my God, now with my back, I have difficulty. What I will do? And finally, I said, I will come. If it's to take even the, this, <laughs> the flag, I will take the flag. I said myself, I will come because God has a purpose. It's from God. Why he gave this message? And uh, really, we have to work for the glory of God. The glory has to work together. God will use us. We cannot wait God come. No, no. We have to work and God will be with us. God will do with us. God will bring everything with us. Of course, the glory of God is the future, is the Messiah. Also, is also the money. Yeah, because we need, the pastor said, we need also money. It means when we are working together, God bless us and give us money. He gives money, he gives things, he gives everything to continue to push the work of God, to push this vision. Always I understand there is something. If I remember last year, the, the same year we, I came, I understood pastor was teaching and said, I need to see the glory of God here. And that word touched my heart. And when I prayed for the church, when I prayed for the pastor, I, I told to God, God, remember, your servant said he need to see your glory. Which is very important. So when we are together, we work like together to look, not to work because, no, that's we work because we need to see the glory of God. God will bless us. God will bless us, and we bless. We are the blessing of the church. If God bless me, I am a blessing of the church. God bless my brother here. He's a blessing of the church. So tomorrow maybe we can buy our land. Yeah, tomorrow we can buy our land. Tomorrow is possible. Nothing is impossible. Hallelujah. My friend, we are in Australia. We are in Australia. We are not in Africa. 
I'm saying what I know. Hallelujah. Let me finish with a small testimony. When I left my country to, to Uganda, before one year before to start having my problem of back of neck, I had a, a near friend for me in Uganda. But my friend, many times was coming in Congo and saying how church is growing, how I'm planting many churches and buy land, do building. He was asked, Isaac, what, what are you doing? And when I reached in Kampala, I asked God, God, what is my mission? Is it just to flee the country and stay in Kampala like this? What my and God told me, I brought, I brought here to help my servant. I said, oh, okay. And I told the, my, the pastor was in small tent, just a tent, a tent. And God told, get, told me, said, just ask them to remove the tent, to chest the tent. That was the message, chest the tent. <laughs> and just in six, and the person was saying, no, you know, here in Kampala, people, they are not, they don't have much teaching about giving. I said, no, the problem not people. The problem is you and me. Just, we have to, is my work. You stay, me, I will walk. I need to chest this tent. We, need, we have to move, to move here. Don't stay here. We have to move to another place. Don't stay this place. Don't stay this, this land. Don't stay this building. We have to move. Just, we think maybe we'll move to, to rent another building. But God did a miracle. In only four months, the pastor was surprised. People, and he came and told me, I have 80, 80 million Uganda shillings. In four months, he said, is my first time to have, I never touched 10 million. But now I found in the, the uh, in case, Case, how do you call case the church? <laughs> Where the church put money? Yes, maybe. La caisse, la caisse de l'église. Yes, safe like that. He found 80 million Uganda shillings. And he told me, Isaac, what is this miracle? We have to buy a land. Go buy land. He buy land. Now he has a big church. Is where we did the marriage of Imani, my daughter. You see? So to, to move, to move has something maybe God, we cannot see, but pastor with his God, they have a secret. So what I ask you is to be together, walk together, to understand always the wish of pastor. Because there is something pastor cannot talk. is asked to understand his wish. Like David. David said, ah, I need to drink the water of the source of Bethlehem. Nothing. But there was people, they just take the wish and they went. So is that I have, but I know that 
God has a purpose with the message of today is the action to live, be together, work together for the glory of God. I think the glory of the second will be big than the glory you are seeing here. God bless us. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Brother Isaac. Praise the Lord. Wow, that was encouraging. It's not often that someone knows exactly what I'm going to preach on because I don't tell anyone where I'm preaching from usually. I didn't, I didn't tell Brother Isaac where I was preaching from. That was just the scripture that God laid on my heart. Amen. Praise the Lord. Anyone else want to come and share a memory of something they've experienced in this place? Yeah, no? So shy, Brother Isaac. They're all so shy. Anyone else want to come and share anything? Goodness me. I sent this message out because I thought there'd be lots of people who'd be like, yeah, I want to, sh I want to share something. I want to share a memory. All right, Brother Kenneth and Sister Linda are looking at each other. I think they're debating who's going to go first. <laughs> Nobody wants to share anything. Well, Brother Henderson, I wasn't expecting that. Normally when I you know, advertise that I'm going to have an open mic and people can share things, it's like the queue up. Brother Allen wants to? Come on down, Brother Allen. I just want to say, like, seeing us move into this bigger building, I know God's going to provide amazing opportunities because most of you know I backslid for, like, a year. You haven't seen me, like, how long. <laughs> but, like, now that I came back and being equipped and elevated in my walk, I'm preaching now. I'm doing all these big things with my calling with God. And I believe, like, with this move into the new church, this is going to be for everyone. Amen. God's going to use new hands, new faces, that's new right. people are going to stand up to be used. And that's just something I wanted to just share because you see it happened to me when I came back to church. I was lost. I just came back, you know, started coming back to church this year a few weeks back. And to see, like, how God used me in the preaching and the ministry and sharing his word to everyone, it's just amazing to see just in my walk and where I was in my own little personal hell and then uplifted out of that to, you know, be used at great extent. So I believe that's something that God will require and give to all of you who he requires to be elevated in that um, purpose for his kingdom. And an another little memory is that one thing I'm looking forward to for this church is our own personal toilet. Because I remember, Praise like, Lord. I remember, like, I used to, like, walk back and forth going to that toilet. And one Sunday, I went to that toilet, and I looked outside, and I looked, hey, there's a dog there. I was like, oh, no. So I hide back in the toilet, wait for a few minutes, look back out. There's three more dogs. I'm like, oh, how am I going to go back? Some of you are like, yeah. <laughs> go back in, open the door, four dogs. I was like, oh. <laughs> so I'm here trying to find a way, how am I going to get back to church? But that's just something I'm looking forward to, like a blessing we're all going to be able to have is the new church and God using us in his kingdom. So, yeah, that's just something I wanted to share. So. Praise the Lord. <laughs> yes, we have an internal toilet. We're going to have our own kitchen area and two Sunday school rooms too, right? Two. We did get two, didn't we? Yeah, we got two. Two Sunday school rooms as well, amen. And we'll set up a table tennis table somewhere as well. And um, all the young people can keep trying to beat me in table. Some of the not so younger people can try to beat me in table tennis. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Does anyone else have a memory or anything they want to share about this old building before we move away? 
Last service. Brother Kenneth, yes, Brother Kenneth, praise the Lord. Come on up the front here, Brother Kenneth. Good morning, everyone. I just want to say um, I'm not the one of the older church members in this church, but it's um, Sister Mess over there. She was um, kind of here before day one. I think I was day five. So um, I, I just um, am grateful that when we first moved here, we, um, we were carrying the pulpit everywhere around Cairns, and we needed a place where we could have a pulpit where we can don't have to pack chairs and you know chairs can be set and and you know um, the previous pastors and all of that they had this uh, burden carrying the altar around cans and so when I came along now I, I was blessed that and I wasn't in that same era we we had a place where we could call our home this church and um, you know we we've had funerals here we've had weddings here we've had healings here we had people filled with the holy ghost here we had prophecies we had evangelists a and you know that's only just um that's only the part of the soup we haven't got the meat yet and um you know what pastor shared to us this morning i believe that you know it's time to leave the soup and get into the meat, and that's where it's going to happen over there. I'm thankful for that. And I just want to encourage us that, you know, it's in our DNA. Our elders, Sister, Sister Katie, our elders here, Auntie over there, you know, in our DNA as uh, island people, back home when we would um, go to church, the whole community will come whether it's to sweep, clean, or help, everybody would come with their kids. And you know, some people couldn't do what the other people could do, so they would cook food, and they would carry food for us, and you know, support the work of God in our islands. And that, that same DNA, it's in every one of us, you know, the love for God. Anybody love God this morning? You know, God, God um, gave us so much, and all he wants is, is you know, us to come together, and, and, you know, we can do it, you know. With the more we pull together, the happier we'll be. Your ways might be my ways, but, you know, but if you all pull together, one mind, one accord, one heart, unity, we're the United Pentecostal Church. We're united. That word united means together. It means, and so we can show the community of Cairns that, you know, we are in un united here. And this, this project here is not only pastor's project, but it's our project. You know, when we will go away, when we get old and frail and we'll walk away, it's all you young kids that will be leaders. You will be preachers, you will be teachers, you will be evangelists. So it's not only for our benefit, but it's for your benefit too. It's for your children and their children too. I want to encourage you, you know, let's get behind this, you know, and let's tackle this mountain. Let's tackle this mountain. This mountain, you know, that the guy that he said to him, the preacher said to him, the leader said to him, 
Joshua said to his said to this um, Caleb, he was o- he was seventy years old after he had all the fights in the promised land. And Joshua asked him for one more favor. And you know what his response is? Give me this mountain. He was seventy years old. I'm halfway there. But you know, he wasn't looking at his age. He wasn't looking at his ability, but he was he had a heart and a desire to do things for God. So let's get behind this project. It's our project, it's our building, it's our church. Let's get behind our pastor. Let's work with him and let's work together. Turn to the person next to you and give him a high five. Praise the Lord. All right. Is there anyone else this morning? I don't want to go unnecessarily long because we've got a meeting we're going to do afterwards. Is anyone else wants to come and share anything? Brother Stan? Good morning, everyone. Like Brother Kenneth, it, I think he touched on a lot of things this morning. It's been a hard work moving in. We used to come in weekdays and paint, building changed, you know, just to make our home. And I remember I started in uh, Brinsmead. can't really remember a lot of places that we moved. And uh, I used to chairs in my previous car and music instruments and I used to carry them back home and bring them back every Sunday so it's been it's been um, it's been a hard work but it's been uh, it's been also uh, good doing it because I was loving the Lord and the seeking you know, the uh, the services that we had, wherever we, we moved. But coming here, place with aircon and we own this stuff, most of the stuff, putting the wall together and the ceilings, overhead projector, you know, it's good. And um, I knew because I knew that we were going to move anyway. Because we, we have this hope that, you know, church is only going to grow. It's going to grow. And, um, you know, and I never, like, it was good to feel comfortable in the church. But living for God, you know, you feel that, you know, you expect more people will come because you want to reach people. And I, I, we were talking here while we were building, like, you know, this is going to be our home for now. But obviously, we're going to go and try and find a, find a bigger place in the future. Now, the time has come. Like, I can't, um, it's amazing. Like, you know, <laughs> this is our last service here today. You know, I thought I was going to come back next week and just continue here. But uh, thank God that, you know, his hands are in this. We got a place. Uh, at least it's it just cross cross the road, and it's bigger. And uh, by us, all of us going to put in together to make the effort and clear this place to move over. You know, it's going to be a good thing. You know, like brother said, it's not only pastors, sister. It's a project but it's all of us 
Yeah, so if you love the Lord, we'll pull him together and we'll do the job. You know, Memories can live on, but praise God. We need a bigger place because we, we want more people to come. Praise God. There's a big world out there. But yeah, there's a lot of memories that's, that's going to be in me for this building, but praise God, if we move, it's going to go. But I look forward for what God is doing, and I'm excited. Praise God. You know, growing up as a little kid, I always, like back on the island, I, I grew up in this belief that, you know, the building was where God dwells, the physical building. But we have changes, like we had buildings that we moved out of into different buildings back back on the island and um, yeah it was it was and my brother Kenneth was right like it was very emotional thing for the whole community to come together especially to do the work moving or building the church a new church so um, yes I just want to encourage I think we all have the same experience doesn't matter where we come from but keep loving the Lord. Praise God. And we, we can do this work. Amen. Praise the Lord. The only other person that I wish was here today, he's not here because he's not feeling well, but that's Brother Gara. I would have loved Brother Gara to be able to share something because I value the voice of the elders in our church. Amen. Maybe we've got time for one more person. If one more person wants to come and share something. Sister Janie. Going to use that microphone? Yes, I'll use this microphone. Okay, all right. All right. I've got lots of memories. I mean, the Sunday school, and most of my kids are still in church. Yay! <laughs> oh, and there are some of them are teenagers now. Um, on the lines of the toilet thing, when we first moved here, I had nightmares of Jonathan running out there in that storm drain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I got over that one. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I also remember Kara and Shamila doing that skit that they did, the Christmas skit. There's heaps of memories. And of course, also, you know, doing all the painting, having yeah. Sister Sanger and Sister Debbie and Sister Yudicha <laughs> and Brother Willie. I, heaps of people have come in since we've been here. And then obviously there's been people here before we came. And, you know, yeah, it's going to be a little emotional. I'm trying not to be emotional now that we're moving from here and going over there. But, you know, these memories are going to stay in our heads. We've got photos to prove all this stuff as well. That's a good thing about photos. And, you know, with the carpet, I know probably about four years ago, Brother David Hickler, everyone knows how tall he is. He probably knocked about six of those out, so I guarantee you we probably don't have to scrape them. <laughs> probably just have to lift them. Um, I remember that. That was when we had an AYM team with Brooke and Daniel, Morton Jones. So we've had a few memories here, and I'm grateful that we have. And But, you know, sometimes you're just going to move on. And that's where God helps us with moving on. 
We've got lots of memories, but we'll get more memories out of there as well. And, like, you know, we're just we're just making that move. It's the younger ones that will probably end up keeping that or if we go to the next building, they're the ones that will carry on what we're doing and our vision of what's what God wants to do in this city. Praise the Lord. Why don't we all stand this morning? We're just going to close in prayer one more time. And then um, we'll go from there. Praise the Lord. Let's just bow our heads. Jesus, <coughs> Lord, we thank you again for everything that you've done in this building. Lord, we recognize that without you, Jesus, it's just a social club, Lord. But where you are, Lord, miracles can happen. Lives can be changed, Lord God. Lord, as we get ready to close in prayer, our last time in this church, having a church service, Lord, we, we know, God, that you are going to go with us, Lord, because your church is actually the people who are here, the, the men, the women, the children. Lord, God, we are the body of Christ, Lord. It's not about a building, Lord. And, and we're going to carry, as a couple of people have said, we're going to carry every good thing you've done in this building, Lord. And we know, God, that greater and, and more exciting things are going to happen, Lord, as we step out in faith, Lord. Lord, I pray you lead and guide us, Lord Jesus. Lord, help us to find people who are hungry. Lord, that we can share the gospel with, Lord God. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. In the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Praise the Lord. Praise.